weekend's O&M Live coverage. Search O&M Live wherever you get your podcast from and never miss a second of the action. Uh, Jake Sharp, who uh, not too far away, hopefully, from playing. Uh, Sharpie, thank you very much for joining us here on pre-game. How's everything going, mate? When are we going to see you out there back in the tricolours? Uh, when I'm named, mate. <laughs> <laughs> come on, uh, come on. Back. No, you can not, give not us a bit. Um, it's a little bit easier to play when you're your, your own coach and you can put your own <laughs> magnet on the board. But, um, yeah, no, nah, all going well. All progressing pretty well. And... Um, yeah, not too distant future. I'll be on the park. Doesn't Funky believe you, mate? Is he not selling the story well enough to him? Yeah, don't know. I've probably got to get a little bit more persuasive, maybe, and um, yeah, put my own magnet on the board. I don't know, but no, nah, it's just just about being cautious and um, yeah, getting the right amount of load in and um, coming back with confidence. So, how much training have you been able to do, mate? Are you getting in like a normal Tuesday and Thursday? And what sort of tell us, talk us through about the last. Six weeks leading into the pre-season, the last couple of weeks and into into the season now. What have you been able to do at training? Yeah, so did pretty much all the pre-season. Um, and then over January, just copped a bit of tendonitis through the um, through one of my ligaments, through my knees. So it just sent me back oh, probably four weeks, I reckon. And yeah, for probably the last six weeks, been full training. Um, got a really good block in over our last buy. Yep. Um, so yeah. Really starting to hit bodies now, get contact. Um, so yeah, all these buys might suit you, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, with my body. Uh, I saw the draw come out and I thought, you beauty, that suits me quite well. Speaking of Jake Sharp, who's been out injured with an ACL injury for the best part of the last 12 months, uh, former coach of the Middleford Alpine Saints. Um, speaking of Craig on, on the podcast that we did in pre-season, he said that if you had your way, you would have been playing round one, mate. He had to hold you back, and you've been working very closely, I think, with your specialist down in Melbourne. Tell us a little bit about how that's all gone, mate. Yeah, it's um, like it's been. A, it's obviously a different approach. So, um, targeting time frames and stuff like that is is a lot different. Um, but Craig's been really good, really transparent with me, and I've probably needed that this time around. Him just holding me back, um, really making sure that I'm ticking all the boxes that I need to tick. And, um, yeah, it's been a different approach, but, yeah, I've been got, like, got in the gym, strongest I've ever been, um, hamstring quad-wise, uh, had a real focus on that. And, yeah, seen a few specialists and, and got the tick of approval uh, late Feb, and, yeah, I've just been building, building since then to, to a return date. So just, all the injuries you had, mate, out of the pictures at the knee ones, is there any, are you able to gain any history, fruit or evidence to suggest what can be done better or is it simply a lot of it a case of just bad luck? Yeah, probably too slow and just being tackled. Is probably <laughs> the, you get rid of it quicker. Yeah. Handball. Um, nah, look, and the, you know, this is a part of coming back and it, it wasn't it. Like, it wasn't an easy decision. If anything, my wife was probably um, the one pushing me to come back and, and, and give it a crack. She probably thought I'd go insane yeah. without football <laughs> yep. and go nuts in the house, but yeah, the, the uh, nothing really to suggest yeah. it. Just like all of my incidents have been contact related, twisted related, um, and my last one was definitely the most horrific. And um, with that, like the surgeon said, I had pretty much no chance of surviving. What what ended up happening? Yeah, ruptured my patella and my ACL, and you know he said you don't see that too often. Um, usually see it in skiers when they when they land straight legged. Wow, and just blow out the front of their knee. So. Well, maybe I take confidence out of that. It might sound stupid, but um, 
Yeah, just get rid of the ball quicker. I, mean, I reckon you might have to become a bit of a downhill skier, mate. <laughs> Play outside more, mate. It, 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 it's longevity. It'll be a bit quicker to be a downhill skier. <laughs> Not far from the footsteps of Buffalo. Um, just a quick one on Funky Miller. Sharpie, I was talking to Hugh Wales during the week about, about him, and he, they reckon the boys absolutely love him. What type of coach is he, and, and how much of an impact has he had on the squad this year? Yeah, he's awesome. He knows, he knows football. Mm. Um, and I've really enjoyed working with him, and I think our young players have too, that... that he has a different approach to what I have. It's it's been refreshing for me to to come in and learn some of his concepts and him challenge me to not only improve me coaching but also my football as well. Um, what are yeah. some of those things he does, Sharpie? Like what's what's what have you, has resonated with you? And you're going, oh, that's a bit different. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm very much a, a defensive-minded type of coach and and player and. He, he loves seeing our young boys attack, and particularly with where we knew where our list was going. Um, you know, he really wanted to instill that in our yeah. playing group. And, you know, for me, it's been great to learn that side um, of the game more. And he, he's really worked in closely with Simo Curtis, um, you know, one of the best attacking players in the competition. And, yeah, it's about now developing our young players in, in both facets of the game, both defence and offence. Um, which, you know, I, th- I think we've seen some really positive signs throughout the start of our first two games. Well, Panda was like that against Aubrey. The Aubrey game, um, even like the last, I think you probably kicked the last four goals of the game or something as well. Like, they could have, the comment we made, Lukey France, and I said that from go to woe, Mert didn't change that attacking style. It, it cost you a couple of times, but that's probably a significant change, I guess. Yeah, it, it was, oh, that's pretty evident. And it's going to cost us, you know. With, with a young group, you you have moments where you're out of the game, and it's consistency in game that we'll be searching for all year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing is, you know, our group will we'll compete and compete and compete all day, um, and it's about just slowly developing on those finer details. We are speaking with Jake Sharp in our pre-game leading up to Myrtleford versus the Wangaratta Rovers here on Three Before we let you go, Sharpie, you've been at the club now a while. Is this? the best that the club has, has been set up off-field in, in, in your time. And you've got dual presidents now. If you look at the netball, you've got a couple of, you know, gun A-grade coaches over there. You've got Craig Miller, who's been in a very high-level administrative role in the AFL and obviously in the O&M. And then you've got a lot of help around him. I mean, you're really pretty well set up at a, at a, at a long run at hopefully um, some sustained success at the Middleford Alpine Saints. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's been building over the, the previous four years. I... Ian Wales has been absolutely enormous for our club, the work that he's done. Um, but just in general, we've got great people in our community and our broader community for that matter that mm. love getting their hands dirty for the benefit of our club and our, and our players for that matter. Um, you know, and we are in a great position. We've got great leadership up top and all the way through our ranks. And netball is absolutely smoking the competition at the moment, which is fantastic. And, you know, it's really good to see, see that um, side of our club prospering as well um but yeah we're we're absolutely pumped with um with the people we've got in in the roles we've got and our football will come on it definitely will come on and we're confident that it will how's um your best mate out there coaching in the twos at the moment um ambo laspina and of course your cousin as well dan as you shake the head he was how's pretty he... quick to put the polo on after <laughs> half time i think he was cooked <laughs> how's he going out there in the coaching role mate he gets a lot of air time <laughs> he gets way he gets far too he much he absolutely time. loves it too but <laughs> <laughs> no, like just he's one of those guys, you know. He, we, we have blokes like that. Like he's a reserves coach, but he, any plumbing issues here will be here. Um, <laughs> you know, any issues around the ground if we're having volunteer days or whatever, he's the first one to put his hand up. 
Um, and, you know, it's been good to watch him grow throughout his coaching um, experience as well. But I think his wife's taking the cake at the moment. <laughs> yeah, she's got him on the ledger. I think so. Now, can you give us one dangle? Will we see you maybe next week or the week after, mate? How far away are you? Panda. Come oh, on, look, you leave, leave us with something on three. Yeah, you know? no, look, I was really, really close this week. Um, and, and I'll definitely be aiming to play next week. Um, what that looks like in terms of load and which grade I come back through and, and how that looks. That'll which be up grade? To, yeah, that'll be so up to the coaching tennis. staff. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll look, look, my goal is just to get back playing footy. Yep. Yeah. I, I yep. really, I've got lots of mates out here running around now. And you know, if there's yep. one thing that, that I want to instill in our playing group is it can be taken away quite quickly from you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, what the game brings me is is something that you know I won't, definitely won't be taking for granted this time around. Not that I did, but... Mm. Sometimes you just don't realise that it can be taken away as quickly as what it did, yeah. We all can't wait to see you back out there, mate. Hopefully, if it's next week or the week after, or uh, the competition's better for seeing you in it and the Myrtleford Alpine Saints as well. So best of luck today. Hopefully, you can get a win, get your first for the year for the Myrtleford Alpine Saints. And you're always great with your time with us as well, Jake Sharp. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks, fellas. Much appreciated. There we go, Jake. Brody Riccardi with him. Is he our player of the day, Monty, or uh, just going to have a chat with him? No, nah, absolutely. I think Brody Riccardi's our Waters player of the day, mate. Not the way you want a game to finish. Obviously, our thoughts with Phil McCartney, but you've got to, you got to, the way you were able to get back and win that game is a uh, testament to what your young team's been able to do. Yeah, thanks, Scotty. Yeah, I was just saying Estonia, it's obviously um, not ideal. Um, doesn't sit very well for us. And I we was just saying that it was such a high intense game, um, really skillful, lots of ebbs and flows. And, um, you know, to be up on the scoreboard now was awesome. But we don't know, know what would have happened in that last seven seconds. But, um, you know, all our, our thoughts are with Will and the Rovers boys. Um, and, and, yeah, we'll support Rovers and we'll support young Joshy Maraca was involved as well. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, we, we've fought really hard against a really good side. And, and we're really proud of the boys' efforts today. Yeah, so your young core is really good. As you said, Josh Maraca is fantastic. But then the older guys like Simon Curtis in that second half really stood up in the middle of the ground and you're able to probably get a bit of ascendancy and get the ball forward when you really needed to. Yeah, Stimo went into the middle, you know, his experience and what he's done on the footy field just gave us a little bit around the footy, which was awesome. We started to balance up on the outside as well. You know, Mitch Del Bosco was awesome in at the contest. Kyle Winter Irving and, and Riley Sharp fought really hard forward. And, and then, as you said, you, the young boys, you know, Riley Booker, Declan Bren was fantastic down forward. And Ashton McPherson's first half for a 16-year-old kid was, was outstanding oh. as well. Yeah, he was unbelievable, Ashton. We spoke about him a lot in the broadcast, don't worry. We didn't realise he was 16, so yeah. absolutely unbelievable. He did a great job, mate. Look, I'll let you go. Go and enjoy it. Really good. On the board for the first time in 2023 and get around funky tonight for his first win. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Thank you very much. Funky, mate. Congratulations. First win as the Murderford Alpine Saints coach. A few of the boys are trying to get you in the middle of the circle. Do they forget you played here? A few years ago, or do they think that was your first win ever for the Murderford Alpine Saints? Well, when you when you think of some of the young blokes you've got on their list, they probably wouldn't have known that. So, um, no, it wasn't my first one. But, uh, yeah, really proud as a coach now to, to get a win in really hard-fought conditions today because the game was really slipping away from us. But um, our ability to stay in the hunt and then drive our way back into it just through hard work was really pleasing. Got your forward pressure in that first quarter especially. You set this tone for the game. And, and when they sort of kicked away, they got the 28, 24 points, sorry. And then you guys were able to just fight your way back and fight your way back. Took you to the last seven seconds or 37 seconds to hit the lead, but you guys just did not give up all day and just kept going and going at it. Yeah, and that's, that's driven by our leaders, Scotty, so um, 
Uh, Mitch and, and Riley really drive high standards in that. We're always in the hunt. We, we play the game out to the last siren, and they're a bit, bit cliche, but with a young group, you've got to look at it that way. And we've been breaking the game down into small chunks uh, and seeing where we're getting our wins and where we're, getting our, where we're having our losses. But um, our leaders really took the, the game well, by the scruff of the horns, I reckon, in the second half and got us back into it. And I was just pleased that uh, we were in front, unfortunately, when the game was... Um, was called off. And it's talk about your leader. Simon Curtis has got to be one of them. His second half going to the middle was absolutely unbelievable. He went missing a little bit after half time. Did he? Was it was just the rest. Was it his rotation or did he have to duck off and get some treatment? Yeah, it's a good one, mate. The rotation killed us. It was trying to get him back on the ground. And he came off. He actually went on and then came off really early. Which So we just got to fine tune that a bit. But uh, I mean, he's a really good player. He's as. He's as fit as a fiddle, and he's just a great leader. Um, and so that gave us the ability to have him inside when we needed to. Uh, our midfielders really got to got to work in the second half and brought us back into it, and, and our rucks too. So, uh, you know, I, was, I put them on notice at halftime, and they responded, and I was really pleased with the way they did that. thought your back six too really stood up when the ball was coming in there hot and heavy for a while there. Yeah, Mark Lee got off the chamber. I thought you were able to defend most of the balls that were coming in. And then your transition footy from that back six was fantastic. Being able to get it between the arcs as quick as they could and give you forwards one-on-one opportunities. Yeah, I mean, Alex is a great player. I mean, I think he's kicked six or seven goals today. And um, and Austin, uh, you know, you'd sit back and say, well, someone's kicked seven on you. But um, he, he just fought the game out. Um, and it was going to go down to the to the wire. Uh, would have been interesting to see how that last seven seconds would have played out. But uh, I'm sure that Alex would have been a key focus for them. But our back six, uh, well, really, it's a back eight. They really did their job all day. They gave us good good drive off a half-back uh, back line. And that was important for us. So... Uh, there's still a lot, of, a lot of things for us to work with, particularly that back eight, but um, today they, they did a good job. And we'll throw it upstairs for a couple of questions. Uh, Funky, Robbie, mate, congratulations. Um, j- just a, a terrific win for the club and, and, the, and the reward for you guys. I, I still thought I was just watching the effort you did against Aubrey, except I thought you were a little bit more clinical. Um, and I, at the, the brand you played, we commented that it didn't change against Aubrey, and it didn't change today. It was just really effort for over four quarters. I don't think we can afford to keep changing it up, Robbie. That's the thing with a young group. I mean, we need to stick to what we we think we're going to be good at. Um, I think the one thing we're good at at the moment is that we don't give up, um, and we just need to maintain that. Um, But we used the ball better today than we had in the first two weeks, and Albury really killed us uh, on turnovers um, and made it difficult for us, and we always felt like we were chasing them. Um, Where today, um, it wasn't to say that Rovers didn't do that, but we just had a, a few better looks because our pressure was good, and when we had the ball in our hands, we had a bit more composure with it. Mate, has there been many better games for a 16-year-old kid as Ashton McPherson played today? Well, I can't recall many, to be honest, over the journey across a few leagues. But um, Amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's, his ability to compete is... Um, you know, we had conversations pre-season. What are we going to do with this kid? Are we going to play him or are we not? He's only 16 and had a conversation with his parents and, and they said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, he's 16. He physically takes it up to everyone at training. He uses the ball as well as anybody. So I don't see that age should be a barrier for him playing senior footy. So uh, he's been really good for us. There's parts of his game that he's got to keep working on. He, he sort of switches off at times during the game and our leaders are, are working with him to stay on task with that. But... Geez, I tell you what, he's a real fine for us. He's a family synonymous with our, yes. our football netball club. Um, and they've got a long history here. And it's just great to see there's another generation coming through. Uh, Funky Dan here, mate. Congratulations again on the win. Um, the one thing that I wanted to talk about is all of us boys couldn't pick who was the best player for you blokes. You had literally 22 blokes that just put in all day. We couldn't really pick out a standout. You must be happy with the even output from everyone. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And I might jump on the same boat with you blokes because I'm going to find it really difficult mm. to award uh, <laughs> votes. 
and best players upstairs, but it was because the even contribution. And I think, Robbie, I just caught the back end of a comment that you made. We just had such an even contribution from everybody. Yeah. Um, I think we had eight or nine different goal kickers or something like that. Um, so that was giving us some different looks, probably make, causing a few little headaches for the Rovers at times, not knowing how we were going to go inside with the ball. But, um, yeah, we had an even contribution, and that wasn't just across the, the forward part of the ground, the mids. It was across the whole 22. Hey, Funky, um, I was just about to say um, the, the even spread from, from everybody was, was outstanding, but everybody chipped in. I mean, Elijah Wales is having a bit of a quiet game, but he bobs up and he kicks two back-to-back goals. I thought Winter Irving presented hard all day. Riley Sharp, best game I've seen him play for a while with four goals, and those two seem to be, you know, Winter Irving probably pushed up the ground a little bit more, and then, and then Sharp stays a bit closer to home, but those two seem to be working well. Yeah, I think the week was good for Kyle. I mean, we, we forget. I mean, he's had a he had a really bad fractured ankle two or three years ago. So he hasn't played a lot of footy over the last two or three years. And then he played six or seven games up in the Territory. So the week last week gave him a chance to freshen up again. And you saw the explosive power that he's got today when he does get up around the ball. So he was really good for us. Elijah Wales came back in after um, missing last week. But he was a really important player for us. We put it on the small forwards. Um, that they weren't, there wasn't enough representation at the, the drop of the ball. And I think in that third quarter, we kicked three or four goals from, from kicking, kicking long and then having those boys sort of crumbing. So he was good for us again and um, yeah, really pleased with the output from those two forwards. One, one last one before we let you go. Are you guys going to play that aggressive every week? I mean, you turn inside, corridor, uh, look for the inside kick. I mean, we all thought Please up do. Here. Please <laughs> do. It was so amazing to watch. I mean... You guys just really want to take the game on. Is that what your message is to the, to the young boys out there? Oh, we talk about take what they give you, but, um, I mean, the energy, when you've got a young group, they're just full of energy. I mean, it's at, at training, it's uh, there's so much energy at training. It's, it's actually, at times, it's difficult to harness it all. <laughs> so Calm much down, boys. Group, but, but, and so you've just got to let them go. Um, yes, we've got some, some structure around it, some... Yes, we try and keep them as composed as we can, and that's been our issue in the first two weeks, and at times today was our lack of composure. But um, they, yeah, I've got to let them go, mate. I'll let them sort of make their decisions. They're going to grow from it by making errors. I mean, you could say with some of the matchups that we were clearly beaten in certain areas, but the play won't grow if we have to keep sending a runner out and, and pulling them off the ground and correcting yep. them. So sometimes you've got to you know, just sort of walk before you run. And I feel at the moment with our young group that um, whilst we got the, the results today, there's still a lot of improvement in our group. We'll let you go, mate. Big couple of weeks coming up. You've got the up and about dogs next week. That'll be a great challenge. I'm sure you'll embrace. And then Yarrawonga the week after here at home. Well done on your first win in the ovens of Murray, Craig Miller. Thanks a lot for your time again and celebrate accordingly tonight. Thanks, boys. 